1: Hello, and we're live and in effect at the Crossroads where Life and Sports Intersect. Today, standing with me at the corner of Life and Sports, I have my wonderful co-host, Miss Princess Cooper. What's going on, family? What's going on?
2: <laughs> What's going on, Thomas? You know what? We talk about sports off-air as much as we do on-air. You are a good conversation uh, conversationalist when it comes to this, and I'm excited to do this show with you.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, now it's all family here. Since um, becoming part of the network, I, I have felt nothing um, but love, and it's actually inspiring me to, to work even harder. Because I see how hard you work, and I listen to the other shows, and I see how much time they put into it. So I just want to come in and hit the ground running, and be just as thorough as as they are because, you know, the listeners, they they need that. Someone that puts a lot of time into the craft that, that almost knows what they're talking about. If they don't know what they're talking about, hey, i got a co-host here who I need to counsel from and, and just keep it going <laughs> and, and while, you know, we're dropping knowledge, you know, about sports and life. And that's what you're going to get um, at the crossroads once again with life and intersect. For instance, um, you know, they mentioned I was on Brittany's show. I don't like giving predictions. I like giving spoilers. So the spoiler here mm-hmm. uh, for, for this year's Super Bowl, it's going to be an all-animals Super Bowl, all-animals, <laughs> between the Lions and Ravens. So let's dive into the NFC matchup between the 49ers and and the Lions. Um, Let's break down the coaches. Let's talk about some of the key players and why you believe, you know, what what the outcome is going to be. Even though I may – already predicting you're probably rooting for the 49ers, but like I said, all animals here.
2: (laughs) All animals. I am probably rooting for the 49ers because the Lions um, beat the Cowboys in regular season. I don't know if I wanted to see them get to this point. But I think the 49ers came into the season with a little chip on their shoulder like they deserved to be there last year. And I've never seen a playoff game where um, your first two quarterbacks go down with injuries. And you're using your running backs and your, um, and Devo Samuels too at that position. That, that really was a miserable, um, into the season for the 49ers. But let's, let's talk about this. I'm a, a Kyle Shanahan fan. I don't know I, if I was a, a fan of his dad with Denver or even less when he was with the, the Redskins at the time now, the, the commanders. Um, I am a huge fan of Dan Campbell, but when I try to break down a game, I, I try to look at it, you know, um, special teams to special teams, defense to defense, offense to offense, and then, you know, the experience at head coaching, um, and I'm going to give the nod to Kyle Shanahan and the experience, but I think Dan Campbell is the best motivator of men and so true to himself more than anybody that I've ever seen. Hey, um, come to work. Let you Bring your lunch, Phil. I like his whole approach to life and to football. Um, I'm picking the 49ers, though, if they're healthy, and that means Debo um, with more than just one or two plays here and then going to the sidelines. If they're healthy, I really think they take care of the Lions, especially at home. Um, I am actually going to pick – Um, golf over Brock Purdy though. I think he's a better quarterback. Um, Yeah. I think he's a better quarterback and I don't want to knock Brock Purdy too much because he thoroughly impressed me and surprised me at the same time being Mr. Irrelevant what, five, four or five years ago, and now look at him. He has an arm, and he's playing in the NFL. But but I really like golf's game, and I like the fact that he met the moment between he and Matthew Stafford, and they moved on for that, and then they moved on in the next one, and here they are in the NFC Championship game. Um, I like the um, 49ers' defense more than the the Lions, but – I have a problem with Nick Bosa and that's a whole other political show and we won't get into that. But overall I think the key is if Brock, if Brock Purdy plays well and manages the game and really put the ball in the hands of um McCaffrey and also um Debo Samuels. And and, and that's a um that's an X factor right now. And then there's Kittle. So I'm going with the Forty ers I probably want to see a um, 49ers-Ravens matchup in the Super Bowl. But, you know, I'll I'll talk about that when we can talk Chiefs and Ravens. But um, I'm giving a nod to the 49ers. You're right. But I understand that a lot of things can happen. And Dan Campbell has proved himself. Here we are, and they um, they have themselves in the NFC Championship game and 12 wins this season. I don't know if we saw that coming at the beginning of the season.
1: Well, yeah, I, this may change your um, your analysis for the game, but um, Debo Samuel's is out. He's he he won't be back until Super Bowl.
2: Oh wow! So, I thought he was practicing in in um, limited they, they, practice, but now they've announced that he's out. Wow. Right, they were saying
1: they were saying an undisputed and first take um, that he that he's out. Wow,
2: okay. that changes the dynamic no, for
1: sure. But, nor, but knowing Sam, knowing Sam, Samuel's, if he can, if he can, he may try to will himself to play. But if he's out there gimpy, playing against a uh-huh. very aggressive Lions um, defense, it's not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be the same. So, yeah, without, without that playmaker, they almost they almost become. You know, two dimensional, and and we yep. saw with the we saw with the Green Bay game, you know, what that young ferocious defense was able to do to San Fran, um, San Fran had more experience, so they were able to get a to get a win on a very bad play game, and you know what, so you know it's easy to cover up things when you are winning, but there's definitely. Um, some problems that can be exploited, you know, within the, um, the aggressive defense of San Fran, and and the and the offense. So I believe they're going to make Brock Purdy, you know, beat them. And I don't I don't believe that I don't believe that he can do it. I, I think that 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 front that front line of of Detroit is going to be able to cause some fits, you know, without boosting the linebackers. So I think Purdy's going to have a um, you know, a very long day, and I think um, Gibbs is going to be one of the key factors to the game. Um, you know, this guy was a, was a monster coming out of Alabama, and he hasn't missed the beat. He has that second gear, so he's just as dangerous as, as McCaffrey, you know, catching the ball out of the, out of the backfield. So, it, I think it was yeah. you know, shaped up to be a very good game. I think, um, you know, field goal kicking is, is, going, to, is going to be the key, I only see a separation of a three to four point victory between the two, but I think um I think Detroit can hold the line and win and win a very win a very um uh, four point victory. Very close four point victory against um the forty ers and send them home Pack
2: Now Thomas Thomas, who do you um like their game more? Aiden Hutchinson or Nick Bosa?
1: I like Hutchinson because he t- he has the attitude of the coach. You know, he's gonna claw you, scratch you, bite you. He's gonna he's gonna, and it's like the whole defense just has that attitude. I don't care if they're I don't care if they're down. They're they're still fighting. So, and I think Jared Goff has, you know, something to prove because he was ousted, you know, before the Rams went on. To win that to win that Super Bowl, so it's going to be a good game. Yeah.
2: I don't have I don't I don't
1: have, a, yeah. I don't have a I don't have a dog in the fight. You know I'm a, you know I'm an avid Cowboys
2: fan. So. <laughs> and you know, so am but, I. I don't so have a dog so, in the fight either, so I so can actually win. relax and just watch this and just so see how what, it plays out.
1: But at least blue. We'll get the Super Bowl. Whether my Cowboys blue, <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be the you know they will be the Lions blue. Okay, I'm going 49ers. You're going Lions. Absolutely, and absolutely, and also you know with the coaching matchup, I I think Dan Campbell because he has this rough rugged style, and I think there's some misconceptions about him that that he he's not smart. You know, you know, you hear like blue, like a blue collar guy. You hear Shanahan, oh, he's a prodigy. No, no, Dan Campbell's methods are very are very smart. This, you know, you don't have to be the, you know, to be a CEO of a coaching staff, you got to have the right people in play. So Dan Campbell yeah. knows his strengths and he knows when to chime in and when not to chime in, and, and he knows how to lead. So I think that. Draws him even with 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 Shanahan, and like I said, with Shanahan being a piece down, no depot Samuel, if someone young has to step up, we'll see if that can happen. I hope it doesn't. Like I said I'm rooting for Detroit. That city deserves, that city deserves it. You know, any other American city, Detroit deserves it.
2: Yeah, and what a state! You know the the Michigan they're they're riding high. They're they're the um national championship um champions in, in college football and then their NFL franchise is in the final four still standing with an opportunity to win and go to the Super Bowl. A great year for the state of Michigan for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now jumping over to the ALC. The AFC, sorry about that. Um so mm-hmm. you have the Ravens and, and you have the Chiefs. Andy Reid against you know against one of the brothers.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, so you just you just have one brother to win the national title, and you got the other brother go for another Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. yeah. So,
1: so how, how you how, how do you how do you see this? I know, like I said, I already gave you my spoiler with the all animal Super Bowl. <laughs> so how do you yeah. see this?
2: Well. I'm going with my heart here, but the eye test that I've had most of the season is that um, Baltimore Ravens look like they are the class of the NFL and that they should be at the top of the the power rankings right now as the best team in football. I think they came down the stretch. um, I thought they opened up very well, and I thought they came down the stretch very well. Um, I also thought the bye week may have taken a little bit off of them. And when I say that, I thought they were rusty in the first half against the Texans. Um, and it was 10-10. At halftime, you know, Dimico Ryans and the, his kicker um, had an opportunity to kick a field goal right before halftime. And, and it was, um, I think it was wide right. So it was 10-10. And it was all business by the Ravens after that. I don't think the Texans scored at all in um, the second half. That being said, you know, um, I remember Lamar Demetrius Jackson um, in Miami and who, who he played for in high school. Um, and I remember his recruitment to Louisville playing for Charlie Strong and the fact that he won the Heisman. Um, and it's taken him some time to get his footing with media and everybody else. But I think he's always been an NFL quarterback. And I thought he proved it two or three years ago. But Absolutely. this year, I think he, I, I think there's no doubt. Um, and I don't want to hear that concept quarterbacking. I, I don't know what she was talking about, the, the young lady from Fox News or Fox Sports. All that oh, being yeah. said, um, congratulations to Harbaugh. I like John Harbaugh. Jim Harburg from is now the head coach for the Chargers. I think is a little quirky. I've always liked John Harbaugh. And I've always liked, the GM for the Ravens, Ozzie Newsome, before he passed the torch on and stepped down. And in fact, Correct. I thought he got the groceries and, and and got the right pieces around Lamar three or four years ago. And I think he's, you know, um, his predecessor has done the same thing this year. Zay Flowers is is good, and also um, I think Odell Beckham has brought some sensibility and some experience to the locker room um, yes. and on the field for for Lamar Jackson. All that being said, I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. I'm even a bigger Travis Kelsey fan um, despite the fact that I'm, I'm over the Taylor Swiftie stuff. I'm a huge Andy Reid fan. And I don't think it's any um, coincidence that Patrick Mahomes has ended up in the AFC Championship six straight years. So I'm I'm going with my heart here just because I've all, I I like Patrick Mahomes but um and I don't want to just continue to talk out of both sides of my mouth here but the the Ravens could easily take this. This is to me is going to be the Super Bowl. I, I really think so. The Chiefs versus the Ravens. Um Patrick Mano- Mahomes has not had the collection of stats like he normally does. Um Lamar Jackson does and I think he wins the MVP, but I'm going to pick um the Chiefs 28,
1: and um, the Ravens, 24. Yeah, I just want to you know, dive back in and just acknowledge the, um, the pickup, you know, for, um, for the Baltimore Ravens and, and Todd Munkin, offensive coordinator, and what he's yeah. brought to the offense, bringing Agreed. some of that style of play from the University of Georgia where he was the champion. And we could see how Georgia couldn't get it done without Todd Munkin just dependent on, you know, Kirby Smart and um, his, his replacement at Georgia. So even looking at that, I'm looking at the chess match between um, the both OCs, Matt Nagy and Todd Munkin, and I think Todd Munkin can dial it up better for Lamar than, than Matt Nagy, for um, Patrick Mahomes, and we can see the lack of discipline and see, and we can honestly see what's missing from the Chiefs um, from last year with, uh, with the enemy. You know, being um, out there, and now you know, still, still, a name for he's still the offensive coordinator for for the Commanders. Uh, right now, he's being interviewed for the Commanders um, head coaching job. Right now, so I think that lack of discipline, discipline, and preparation that the Chiefs sometimes have when they get penalties at the wrong time, um, people lining up in the wrong formation, or or running the wrong routes. And this thing's not being in sync. Kansas City doesn't look in sync this year. And I think that will come back to bite them. And then we also got to remember, you're playing this game in the East Coast, blue-collar city like Baltimore. So the Chiefs are playing against, well, you know, a 12th man. It's going to be rowdy. That's a night game. Those fans are going to be fire, fired up from all the libations, all the libations that's going to be going around, you know, the parking lot. I think that's a bad atmosphere for the Chiefs to walk into, and, and, to, to, and to pull out a victory. So that's why I have the Ravens uh, winning. I like Patrick Mahomes too. I love Pacheco. I like Pacheco when he was at mm-hmm. um, when he was at Rutgers University. So yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be enough. You know, I don't like the Swifties at all, um, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not going to get into something else. I, I thought that uh, Kelsey should stay with the sister, but I'm not going to go there in this right now. Even though this is the <laughs> crossroads where life and sports intersect, but we're not going to talk about that issue. I just think that in the end, the Chiefs are going down. And I you think know the, what? A, you brought up a good a...
2: point. I'm sorry, Thomas. You brought up a good point about the in um the play of the Chiefs this year. I think they looked out of sync. I agree with you. I think they missed the enemy. Um, I do feel that probably Andy Reid is calling some plays, but I still think their wide receivers um all need to just, you know, turn in their contract. Especially Kadarius Tony and he's a former Florida yes. gator. But in a key moment you line up all sides and you point to the ref you don't get any confirmations. Um and, and just the fact that they are the 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 um, number one in drop passes this, you know, year, um, as a collection of, of wide receivers. I forgot about that point. Uh, again, like I said, I'm going with my heart and I and I'm going with Kelsey and, and Pacheco and, and um Rice I think is the the wide receiver that's looked pretty good. They've used Tony um on special teams. But you're correct. This is all lining up and it, it is like a journey. It looks like it's lining up to be a Ravens, um um, Super Bowl appearance for sure. I, I just like the the Chiefs and I'm I'm gonna try to um give them my Florida Gator loyalty and see <laughs> how far it takes me.
1: But I can't get you on board with the all animal Super Bowl. No.
2: No. no.
1: I like the, the T shirt I like the T I, I love approach. <laughs> <laughs> the approach. The T shirts are being made folks. Okay. First, give the give them the website where you can find the apparel? for the all animal super
2: bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a com right now. Uh, we're going to wait to see <laughs> see how championship Sunday plays out for sure. Right, so. Now, you know what? If is if that that ends up being the Super Bowl, I'm going to make a t-shirt for you for the Super Bowl. Uh, if that happens to be, I think I got a 2 week window. Uh if if that's the prediction yeah, I'm gonna make a, a, a t-shirt for you.
1: Yeah, you know, our our, our next recording may, we may have to go we may have to go live just so we can show the t-shirt on there. You know, all animals. Yeah. Know, t-shirt for yeah. the folks. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. You know, folks, we're going to head into a commercial break. It's time for us to pay some bills, but um, coming back, we're going to get into which could have been a national championship game. Um, last night between the um, Lady Gamecocks and the LSU Lady Tigers. So um, we'll be right back after the
0: break. You're inside. Never had it so good sports radio. Join us live weekdays at 7 p.m. and on site at Hills Barbershop on Fridays at 5 p.m. We make it easy to talk sports. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at number 2com Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J. rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes, renovation of kitchens and bathrooms, installs all types. That's John Robinson TileTheNumber2.com.
1: And we're back and we're live once again at the Crossroads where life and sports intersect. I am your host, Coach TJ, and I'm here with my co-host, Princess Cooper. Awesome.
2: Awesome to be with you. I'm excited. And I can't wait to talk about this next topic. What do you have?
1: Oh, wow. We're going to go right in, right into, which could be a national championship um, spoiler once again, all depending on how these teams are lined up, um, you know, with um, with the brackets that will be coming out yeah. in two in two months. But um, University of South Carolina going against LSU last night. Um, you had the coach of, of Wakanda, in effect, doing Staley, Philly's own, <laughs> um, and Kim uh, Mumpkin Monk, Monk, is Is that
2: how do you pronounce that?
1: Mokey. Kim Moki. Mul-
2: and mm-hmm.
1: not a it's not a Kim Mokey fan. But we we had conversations offline about her, so it's really hard to dislike her. You know, you know it's it's um it's definitely a lot of a lot of nuances there to our to her personality. But the one thing that always gets built up, I always say that race is the number one sport in America. So so oh. between the two coaches, there's definitely a chess match um going on. But I tell you this, Kim Mulkey. He was styling and profiling like she was Rick Flair last night with that jacket on, <laughs> you know. And you know, you said that jacket was a nothing. I'm like, what? Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: that thing. I'm like, she, need, she needed like um, one, like a wrestler announcer to announce her announcer she came out.
2: <laughs> that was a little bit toned down, and I. But I think Kim Mulkey, um, born and raised in Louisiana, is a is he flat and flashy kind of. Um, lady in that has played out and they actually had Kim Mulkey day, I think last week or dressed like Kim Mulkey and the audience did not disappoint. Um, even a lot of men came and they were with purple sequins and blazers no on. Um, <laughs> yes, it was really, it I thought that was a neat thing to do and they did it very well. She came out. Um, they even had some kids with um, sequence dresses or sequence um, blazers on and, the, and, and and an emulation of some of the stuff that she's worn. Very well done, a great promotional tool for LSU Tigers. Um, I thought yesterday um, as a whole was a great day for women's basketball, was a great Absolutely. day for women's sports. And I think we need to congratulate, congratulate Kim Mulkey and Don Staley on how they have um, had a part, a huge part of that. And and I'm a huge Don Stadie fan, even when she played, Um, you know, being a Philly girl. um, I have watched her, I've watched her in the Olympics, watched her in college, um, watched her hairstyle change, and then watched her come to um, Columbia, South Carolina, and take over this community and be a part of it. I think she's in year 14 or 15, and that is amazing to me. But, For Game Day Live to be there, for this to be a um, matchup between um, number one and number nine, and then for it to live up to the hype was just awesome. Um, I thought in the beginning, and we said it last night on She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess, that it would probably come down to the depth on the the bench, and that's what it did.
0: I thought it would be hard
2: to play, yeah, Rice, I mean, not Rice, Reese, um, and also Morrow and then Johnson to play all those minutes and that played out and they only played seven players and that seventh player only got in after Angel Reese um, fouled out with four minutes to go and that really was the game with four minutes to go um, the the scoring was eleven to three South Carolina right LSU only had three points. Um, after Angel Reese got out, and that was the the three-pointer by Haley Van Lee Lent, who I thought had some spotty, um, great moments, and then some moments where she didn't live up to what she needed to do, um, for sure. I, I love the depth of South Carolina. I like the fact that Don Staley and Kim Mulkey gave each other credit in their press conferences, and I'm going to leave you with this. No matter what happened, win, lose, or draw yesterday, women's sports won. And people like Kevin Durant and like Magic Johnson were tweeting during the game and said, Hey, turn to this, you know. Right. All that twelve W NBA coaches were there or supposedly they were. I know all twelve W NBA teams were were um represented. You know, Shaquille O'Neal was there and he has the mentors of course in um, Angel Reese and her signing with the Reebok label, but um in the crowd was full, fifteen thousand strong, fifteen thousand strong, and the seats were packed they, an hour before the, the game. Princess, they
1: had um jumbotrons outside for for people that couldn't get wow.
2: in. And wow, wow. So people
1: were in, the, were in the parking lot watching, and, and this was a good controlled crowd. It just mm-hmm. puts women's basketball, you know, on the map, and. I'm coming to love women's basketball. If you're just a fan of basketball, it doesn't matter if it's men or women, you you see yeah. the athletic skill on mm-hmm. on display. I mean, you see, and we talked about offline, you know, how basic women's basketball um used to be, you know, you know back right. in the day and how the gyms were empty. The student body really wasn't showing up. You know, you just see parents in the stand. Now this is, this is this is big business and you can actually watch it <laughs> and get behind it. And and now you don't know who's gonna win the women's tournament. You don't know if it's gonna be Iowa. You don't know if it's gonna be Connecticut. If yeah. they are gonna go on a run. You don't know if it's gonna be South Carolina, Maryland, Virginia, USC, Arizona. remember Arizona, Texas a- Texas a-, Texas a Texas a M, Texas A and M. Mississippi State. you, you we we don't know it. so and they all play exciting up and down basketball and I and I just love it you know I'm not really familiar with all the names yet but this is forcing mm-hmm. me to to pay attention now because now Vegas is really involved and when they're involved involved they got a point spread for winner for yeah. win or lose yeah you, you don't show the the March time. the March Madness frenzy is going to be on the women's side this year just as well as the men. And that and that's and that's good. That means I got a lot of basketball to be watching and covering and breaking down that so we can talk about it here on the crossroads for Life and in Sports Intercept. Princess Cooper.
2: Yeah, you know, um, great points there, um, and, and I think thought they lived up to the hype. And we have a, a women's basketball game now where they're taking jump shots. They're just not just throwing up some, right. some ball and it's going in. <laughs> they're stopping at the three-point line and making it. Caitlin Clark and many others are, are, are shooting from the logo and making it. I love Malaysia for Wally's game. This looking, pure like, freshman.
1: looking like a little AI out there.
2: yeah. Yeah, and, and and she had an impact on the game. Um, you know, two weeks ago, uh, Ashlyn Watkins, who plays the um, forward position for the the Gamecocks, had a dunk in a game. Um, so, and it, it just wasn't some um, silly dunk. You know, she lined right. it up and, and came on down the court and, and, and dunked the ball. Again, I'm just happy as a woman to see women thrive in this for, for, um, at this point, Don Staley said something last night that, you know, maybe the game has been held back, but now it's Katie bar the door for sure. And they're showcasing their, their talent. Um, kudos to, to Angel Reese. What a dog. She can, she can get you a rebound and, and she sets her mind to it. She can go and back it down on the post and get you two points or three points and, um, with the n one. Um, and I think, the
1: thing is, people keep forgetting about Angel Reese. That she's still, she's still a kid. Her mind has not really yeah. fully developed. So she, so yeah. yes, she makes mistakes because she's in the public eye all the time, and and she's mm-hmm. learning and developing and learning herself at the same time. You know, us, us normal kids that live a normal life, normal students or normal in the workforce. I can't imagine if my life was scrutinized, everything that I did, every move, every decision, every bad <laughs> word I said, every time I got upset with somebody, did I handle it right, did I handle it wrong, did I say the right thing, did I didn't say the right thing, and she has to handle that, and she's making money because of the whole NIL, which is, which has is put extra pressure on her. And sometimes I think people think, well, hey, they play a sport, they're, they're making this money for NIL, it needs to be different and act a certain way. Like, hey, you know these people are human; they make mistakes, yeah. and they're still developing. Exactly, give them some grace because give them some grace. Give 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 any of us money around between nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three years old, and I'll tell you the decisions I would have made.
0: <laughs>
1: I would I would have been on TMZ. I would have been the Globe, um, National Enquirer, and all, and all those and all those tabloid um, papers. because I would have made some bad decisions, you know, back in the nineties with that type of fame and money.
2: Yeah, and at twenty one, twenty two, I made some poor decisions. Luckily, I was in love with education and, and went to Spelman. But you know, that is the time where we make them. And you're right; they're not fully developed. And um, her journey, her life's journey, is being played out in public and everything is being scrutinized. But congratulations to her um, for weathering the storm, you know, and still being um, a successful player. I think she's averaging 19 points a game um, for LSU. As a matter of fact, all five of their starters are averaging in double figures um, for the season. And and, and that's they share the
1: sh- ball. They share the I ball. Mean,
2: they share so the ball. So for
1: them, for them all being in double figures, and like uh, you and Brittany were talking about uh, yesterday, uh, they don't go very deep on the bench this year. I think you told me there's been some key injuries and yeah. in, in folks uh, they're being disciplined right now. I don't know if they're going to get those uh, key other key people back before the tournament, but that'd be interesting. They're um, they're rocking and rolling with a um, with a full crew for the tournament.
2: Yeah, I I, I want to you know see if that happens. Either way though. Um, that game helped both of them last night because that's the type of atmosphere and the type of energy and um, that's going to be in in March Madness and I think they both will will benefit from that matchup last night um, and last year um, I, South Carolina won by twenty two at home and South Carolina at this time then got to go to Baton Rouge and to to you know and, and they were down they did not. Um, after they, it was 2-0, they didn't lead anymore until, you know, four or five minutes uh, with the game left. That's amazing. And um, But, you know, I, I, again, I thought the fact that um, they were gassed. And when I say they were gassed, I thought LSU were gassed at the end. They were tired. You know, Angel Reese was cramping up. And um, I thought they gave all they had. And what a good game. thank you, ladies, on both sides for um, keeping us, um, you know, on our toes the entire time. I've actually rewatched the game over. It came on Ooh. again this morning at six a.m. And I actually was able to relax and watch it because I really wanted the Gamecocks to win. Just become a, because I've become a fan here locally. But I rewatched the game and got to see some of the dynamics and and when Dawn Staley was up when she was not. And I don't think we talked about it, Thomas. I do think that Kim Mulkey. Um, gets a lot of leniency when it comes to yes, yeah. her antics on the on the on on the sidelines on the um in in the coach's box. They're going yeah, to have to tamper some of that. Down.
1: The, she went to the Bobby Knight School of Coaching
2: <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure. You know, as a matter of fact, I think when they when they were at South Carolina last year, she threw a water bottle on the court. And um, I think she was you – no, know, maybe that was not the game. But there was a game last year where she threw a water bottle on the court because she was upset that a foul was not called, and she got ejected. That's the only time I've ever seen her ejected from a game um, since she's been at LSU.
1: Well, I've I seen her get ejected while she was at Baylor, you know, doing those, mm-hmm. championship, doing those championship teams. That's when I really started to notice her and that run that her and Brittany Griner when I put together, those teams. Yeah. But um, – she is flamboyant, to say the least. And once again, <laughs> you know, college basketball benefits, you know, from it. You know, she's very complex. Um, so, you know, and that's just a, a person in general. You know, there's a lot of sides to people. But even when we look at Kim Mulkey, you know, we got to look at her and grant her grace to um, ultimately to evolve. I believe everyone evolves and, and does the right thing in the end. Hopefully they do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For
1: Hopefully sure. For sure. Well, whew. you know we're, you know, next, you know, folks. After this quick commercial break, this is a quick one, folks. You know, we're going to come back and talk about some of the coaching appointments and see, um, you know, I wish we could take some calls here and see if uh, me and Princess agree with them or not. Um, we can put them to our test, and we're going to <laughs> actually, we're going to actually put them on the clock and give a over or under, you know, five years. I think that's what to... we'll
2: do next week. We'll invite some people to come on and take some calls and and, yeah, yeah. and let's see. Put us to the test. All right.
1: Once again, folks, you listen to the Crossroads with Life and Sports Intercept. We'll be right back.
0: You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott and Kevin Walker, we make it easy to talk sports. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us live weekdays at 7 p.m. and on-site at Hills Barbershop on Fridays at 5 p.m. We make it easy to talk sports.
1: And we're back at the crossroads where life and sports intersect. And right now we're going to jump right into We're going to start giving our over-unders and talking about the new coaching appointments that went on in the NFL and NBA. But I'm going to start it uh, with talking about the coaching appointment of Doc Rivers um, with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I told you (laughs) offline on how I feel about Doc Rivers, um, you know, ruining the process in Philadelphia. I don't know. Well, one, I am glad because it was a time where um, African-American coaches were not a part of the coaching carousel. So it was yeah. basically, you know, we were one and done. Yeah. And we watched um, people that said didn't look like us and from another community get second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth chances, you know, so now to see you know the NBA in the in the position where Doc Rivers is getting those five chances, you know he definitely has five heartbeats
0: because <laughs> he, he should be done
1: you know after, after Philadelphia. But what do you think about him coming on uh, with the Bucks um, and being there? Was that that fifth coach? And you know, if you go through Jason Kidd, you know you had you know Griffin, you had the um, the guy they got rid of last year after going to the going to, you know, after he lost to Boston in the conference finals. What do you mm-hmm. think about the Milwaukee situation? I'm still going to speak. Giannis is the problem.
2: Yeah, you know, from my understanding, I think you may have said this to me off air a couple of days ago, that Giannis asked for um, Adrian Griffin. He named him my what? name and said, hey, I want you to be, uh I want him to be our coach. If not, then, you know, I'm going to make plans to lead the team. Um, But, again, at at the record of 33 and 13 and you're number two as far as win-loss and rankings in the entire NBA and you fire your coach, there had to be something behind the scenes that warranted that. Um, And I don't know the actions of Adrian um, Griffin. I have listened to his press release, and all he does is thank the organization for the opportunity to be a head coach, and he wants to be a head coach. Again, so right. um, he didn't he didn't release any any stuff at all. Now I do want to go back and circle to back to Doc Rivers and say um, we talked about that the other day, and you actually won me on your side. Once I start thinking about Orlando Magic and then the Boston Celtics, if I'm not mistaken, right. the the Clippers, then the 76ers, and
1: <laughs> is now he Mike, <laughs> is he the is he the Mike McCarthy of the NBA?
2: Yeah, yeah, and he may just be, he may have, you said he's on um, his fifth life, or somehow you put that, and I think that he may have nine lives. Um, And and to give $48 million, $48 million, and and none of that's incentive-laden. All of that's a guarantee.
0: So now the
2: Bucs have have three coaches on their payroll. Um, Gosh, the one they fired last year. And now right. they they have Adrian Griffin, and now they have Doc Rivers. That's a lot of money that they're spending, and all of, again, all of it's guaranteed. Um, I do, in all of that, want to see him succeed. I'm, I'm happy he's come out of the booth, that um, you know, and that this position came open when it did. And let's see what he has. Let's see what he does with Giannis and, and Dame time. You know, um, they can only get better. Now, Thomas, if they go on a four or five game losing streak, Doc is in trouble.
1: Oh absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So I wanna see. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Alright, so let's give him a quick over or under. And with five years being the baseline. I'm asking wow. his bar I'm gonna say his bar a little shorter. Three years being the baseline. Three years. Does he make it to year three?
2: Wow! Um, and the fact that I'm struggling means that that I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, <laughs> the fact that I'm still, you know, wow, wow, wow. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He makes it three years, but I think he barely makes it three years, and, and then that's, uh, that's the end of his career. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think there's going to be Rivers Doc Rivers, um, where out is welcome everywhere he goes. So I would give him, yeah, I'll give him the two. I'll give him two years. Mm-hmm. By going to that third year, he's going to be on the hot seat because even with Dame Lillard, and he's not the same player. He doesn't play defense, and I don't can't see how he's going to be any different than any different than Adrian Griffin. Mm-hmm. I. I, I I think this is a bad a bad experiment and I really feel sorry for Adrian Griffin. But like you said, something's definitely going on behind the scenes. I just I don't I don't know if this can this can be fixed, you know. I wish it was a way they could have still gotten Dame and kept Drew Holiday, which was a defensive stopper. Yeah that, that, that they had. So the whole team dynamic is different. And you expect Doc Rivers to come in and change that for you? I don't see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Two and a half years, he doesn't make it a three. I think he resigns. He doesn't make it a three.
2: <laughs> wow. And like I said, listeners, I, I talked to Thomas the other day off air, and I, I'm now a, along the lines. I'd hate to see him, though, in midseason where we are now, get this contract of $48 million and not make it at least three years that would be a shame, and I think an, an embarrassing to his legacy going forward. Um, and, and Philly fans, let me say this. If you are a 76 fan or an Eagles fan or a Flyers fan, I think I got all three of them, or a Philly fan. There we Philly go. I got, yeah, hockey, yeah. I got them all in there. Them Man, all covered. Those. Yeah, I got them all covered. You all don't play. You all demand success in every. one of the franchises, and if they don't live up to the hype, move on from them. You all don't give them a whole lot of um, um, uh, grade curve at all. No, no, no. If they're not performing, let's move on because you expect the extra. We
1: gave gave Doc Rivers a lot of wiggle room. (laughs) You you know, we we ran Ben Simmons out on a rail, and we still supported Doc Rivers, but... I spoke when that whole debacle was going on and how Joe B and Doc Rivers, you know, just pointed the blame at Ben Simmons, even though uh-huh. Ben Simmons in that Hawks game, and I saw a change in him where he went from aggressive to passive. And I looked at what happened with Markel folks, you know, having that same it was, it was psychological issues. And the one thing they had in common you know flashy guards a lot of upside and then something happens and they lose their confidence when when that happens to one player but two players mm-hmm. there's something inside of that organization that's wrong and i thought it started with him because you don't allow your other star player to bash you know your star player in the media like that and I, yeah. and I thought i thought that's a form of bullying and I and I, I I'm not a Joel Embiid fan to this day. You know I'm a Sixers fan. I I, I root more for Tyrese Maxey than I really do mm-hmm. Embiid. You know Embiid showed me something that seventy points. You know out there, but you know I thought he was the breakdown of the franchise, and he couldn't he couldn't get that talented team, even with Jimmy Butler's on the team, over the hump. And I think it's just him as a coach, and also. No one looks at he had three Hall of Famers before he, won, before he won the title, you know, with that 08 self-esteem. So you really got yeah. to take, uh, take, take an analysis of Doc Rivers, and I think he's the guy you bring in with a young team to right the ship, but he's not the guy that's going to get you over the hump unless you got some Hall of Famers and a very smart point guard in, in Rajon Rondo who doesn't get a lot of credit being a being a wizard on the basketball court.
2: Now you're talking about they said that Ray John Rondo just didn't get along with anybody on the team, especially he and Ray Allen. And they had to be separated several times. And that was part of of, of Doc Rivers dilemma too. But there was Kevin Garnett on there, Ray Allen. Who was the other guy that was there? Gosh, I can't I can see his face. Was
1: I can't uh, remember. Was 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 that um, was uh, was Big Baby there and was Perk was
2: Perk there? Yeah. Perk was there too. Big Baby was there too. You're correct. Um, but uh, there's one more that I can't remember that was on that oh. team as a veteran. Paul Pierce. That's it. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was on that team. So you're right. It was it was it was laced with um, Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers. Um, for sure. And um they, they they you could tell though they were on the journey and they won that. But um it wasn't long after that when the next year things started to fall apart. Um
0: Absolutely.
2: But, yeah, Ray John Rondo. Um he, I he I don't know how you settle that when two of your superstars, you know, don't get along, um, for sure. So but um And Doc is not the guy that's gonna settle it. <laughs> Not the guy. Yeah, you Sorry. know, I, I don't know why not, Thomas. Is it because he's old school and, you know, you let them figure it out? They're men, you know, do whatever. I don't know why he's not, but I agree with you. Some
1: people are not good problem solvers when it comes to mm-hmm. um, when it comes to there management. And that happens, in, in you know, in a normal workforce, you know. Some people are, are great motivators, but they, they don't bring people together. They're all about, you know, the numbers. You know, Doc Rivers is that guy. When things are going right, you know he's riding high. But when there's controversy and, and strife in the locker room, it's not. You know, he's he's messy. Look at the, look at the mess he you know, with the Clippers and, and his daughter. And you know, out there with, with you know that that Clippers team, I would have thought that they would have got. They should have. They were in line to beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, his daughter
2: ooh, ooh. was a former Gator volleyball player, and she was actually came out of college seeing Brandon Spikes, um, a Florida Gator linebacker that was drafted by the New England Patriots, that was suggested by Doc Rivers. He actually called Bill Belichick and said, hey, you need to take a look at this linebacker, and they drafted him so they could all be in Boston together. Um, but I don't remember the controversy with his daughter with the Clippers. Is that when she started seeing Seth Curry?
1: Yeah, she was seeing a, she was seeing a, a couple a couple players. It, 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 mm-hmm. it really got messy at the end. And, <laughs> you know, but Doc Rivers, once again, you know, he gets, a, he gets another life and he, and he gets another coaching job. You, but you would think uh-huh. that type of debacle with that type of team would be, would be enough. So, um, you know, kudos to Doc Rivers. I'm never going to knock a man's hustle you know, about getting paid. That's but once right. again, I, I am glad to see um you know, to see us be able to bounce back and still be it. still be able to be on a carousel when a job opens up, you know, his name is mentioned if you want to get the ship right, you know, immediate. So that does that does say something. Um and folks, you know, we're giving you enough perspective at the crossroads where life and sports intersect. Told you it's gonna be more than just talking sports. We're gonna break down some life topics and nuances. You know, with these people that we love, and give you a, mm-hmm. a fresh perspective, you know, of, of thinking when you when you do look at, um, you know, our pastime sports. Um, going to a very good high. I was really pleased with this to see, um, to see uh, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, pull the trigger on Raheem Morris over yeah. Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Raheem once again, you know, his last coaching stint. You know, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 13 years ago, it didn't go so well. You know, the cup was bare when he was with Tampa Bay. But to see Mm -hmm. him persevere, you know, in the assistant role and and everyone just speaks such good things about him. And he's somebody that's very crafty on offense and defense. He can dial it up. So he's, he's somebody that really over the years honed in on his craft and made himself better and made himself more marketable to be able to to go in a situation and they don't let them leave the building. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that right so that right there is really awesome for him. I think Atlanta and the young talent that they have is really going to benefit from this guy that has a young, fresh approach. But still, you know, he believes in discipline. So just because you have a young, just because you have a new approach, doesn't believe that discipline is going to be absent. In the process.
2: Mm-hmm. I wish him luck. I think there's some young talent on that Falcons um, team, but um, three years with Arthur Smith, and I thought they looked in disarray all three years, um, <laughs> and there was not a whole lot of success. I don't think that Desmond Ritter is the answer at quarterback.
1: Not at all. Um,
2: and um, they have a top ten pick in the NFL draft. I think they need to move up and get who they want. There are a lot of good quarterbacks coming out of the draft. But I also hear that they have plans on going after Justin Fields. Um, well, and they think he's a good fit. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: So um, that's some of the stuff. But I, I, I would a be a interested boy, to watch that. That
1: would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 I, I, don't um, see I would like to in do that move.
1: I don't see anyone in the draft that that has a better upside than Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, I agree. I, I think Justin's ready, and he has something to he has something to prove. So he's gonna come in with a huge tip on his shoulder. But I think Justin mm-hmm. is just in a bad situation, and I don't know how that coach in Chicago did not lose his job. We should be talking about a coach's a coaching opening in Chicago, but we're not, which is crazy to me. Exactly,
2: exactly. I I, I agree. Well, um, I think two really surprised me: the Chicago keeping that coach and keeping the Dallas Cowboys coach. I'm sur- surprised at both. But, you know, we asked a question on on never had it so good to professional contributors, and they asked, um, you know, should should Chicago move on from Justin Fields? I said the question probably should be should Justin Fields move on from Chicago. But I know they own his his contract. You know, I said, but he's, I, I don't think that they've done him well at all, and they definitely hadn't protected him and given him any talent um, on the offensive line, much better this year than last year, but I don't think that's saying much. So I hope they do come to an agreement um, and agree to part ways and, and give Justin Fields, um, you know, a, 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 another start, you know, or rejuvenate his career and give him a fresh start. I'm um, in Atlanta because he is definitely from um, Georgia. Thomas, I wanted to clean up a couple of things. Jeff Curry married doc rivers daughter and they have two children together she just had a baby in 2021 2022 how about well,
1: that how about well, who that? Was oh my god <laughs> back to the, back to but well, who was she dealing what was the oh my god I, like i said who was the big what was the big stir well, what's the, what's the yeah, guy's name there was somebody oh my god. else before that uh, paul, yeah you're paul right. george
2: was it it was paul george it was paul george you are correct it was yeah, he,
1: he, he's he's messy. Remember, he was he, he was sleeping with the other uh, teammates, and, like,
2: yeah. like in
1: in in, in, in Indiana.
2: Mhm. And then oh, he messy. started seeing some, <laughs> some 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 porn star or something, and and then you know Doc Rivers got in the middle of that. But talk about messy. <laughs> that that's messy for sure. Another breaking news: Thomas S, Devo Samuels will play on Sunday.
0: How About then, that.
2: Uh, all animals. All animals. <laughs>
1: All animals. Don't even, don't even worry about
2: and, it. Don't even worry about it. Wow. All animals. Okay. I, I love that get, response. I love get, that. Take us on get, home. Yeah. Get, get, get the shirt. Get the shirt.
1: Get the shirt ready. So are we? Are we? We're both going to give Raheem Morris the whole five years to get his program oh, yeah. together.
2: Oh yeah. He deserves that. He deserves that. I think he does get together. Get a quarterback, Raheem, and you are defensive um, guru, get you somebody on offense. Although he's been an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator in in the NFL. So um, I I think they got a good pick. It's not that people
1: expect to hold those hats like that. That's right. That's right. There we go. So I I would like to see a – you know, if the enemy doesn't get the job, of the commanders come on, come on down to, to the ATL and beat the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, that would be That's good a, too. I, I like that. All right, so, so now we're gonna go to the um, the star pick of the week. Yeah, you know, the LA um, the LA Chargers showed me something. You know, because he was yeah. set, cause Jim Harbaugh was set to fly to Atlanta. They say, hold your horses, player. You ain't, you ain't getting out of our building. <laughs> they, they, they put the contract down. So Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next coach of, of the Chargers. And I'm saying automatically he's getting, he's, getting, he's getting to five years because now he gets to play out dead cap space. That's going to be happening with the Chargers. Uh, so he's probably just six years to turn it around. But well, I think they're going to win immediately. I think they're going to the playoffs, even though he's going to be um, some players. It's going, to be, it's going to be comings and goings, you know, with the Chargers because of the because of the cap flexibility. There's not a lot of wiggle room there. What do you think?
2: I think he gets as long as he needs. I think he has a, a formula for winning, and he did that with the Forty ers He did it. Yes. He turned around uh, Michigan Stanford. and got him a national championship. Stanford in. Also, you know, um, beat uh, Ohio State three three years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I, I think that's a good hire, and, and I think that's who the charges were going after. I'm going to leave it there because you've got about 60 seconds to end the show before it ends for us. We are at the uh, end, Thomas. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, hey,
1: hey real quick, um, big shout-out to the University of Michigan hiring Sharon Moore. So they're going to keep the party train going. Um, so, so, so right now, that's, that's Michigan's first African-American coach. And it looks like they're keeping a lot of the recruits that Jim Harbaugh had in place. And there's not a lot of kids hitting the transfer portal. So, so big up to them. I think they're going to win the Big Ten again. And I think now that Harbaugh's that Harbaugh gone, they won't face NCAA sanctions. So, folks, yeah. man, we we got the fastest hour um, on radio <laughs> Hey, folks, if you want me to have more, you know, you got to write, Princess. You know, if she's the station manager, you got to let her know that, hey, the crossroads needs more time, man. You keep getting busy, and next thing you know, the whole hour is up. Well, folks, thank you. I'll be back next week with another hot and fire show between the hours of 6 p.m. and 7. God bless. Play that music, and we're out.